Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about The Last of Us 2 being delayed indefinitely. Indefinitely. That's the, the indefinitely part is the part where I'm like, oh, man. But we'll get into that and why a little <laughs> bit later. Yeah, it always sounds way more ominous than it actually is. It's like indefinitely. It can yeah. never come out. But that's not even really a possibility. Right. It's like, you know, especially at this point, we're like literally like a, a, a month or two away from this thing. And it's like, okay, well, this thing is basically done. It's like there's going to be something. But we'll read through all the quote later and we will uh, we will discuss. Yes. Um, so, John, uh, before we get to that, yeah, what have you been up to this week? This week, um, so two things. One of them is Pokemon Sword. I have oh. finally gotten Wait, into sword or Shield. Uh, sword, Sword. Okay. You, uh, you, you told bought... me Shield earlier in the week, dude. Uh, yeah, I was, I was wrong. Like, I, I, I... <laughs> anyway, the uh, <laughs> you bought me Pokemon Sword for Christmas. That's what I had thought. And, I don't know. And then, and then, so I finally have dug into it. I finally have gotten like deep into it. I got out of the first town, and I'm like, I'm, I'm in there. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the things, Chris. And it's very relaxing and very refreshing in this uh, wild, wild world that we, uh, we find ourselves in these days. So it's, it's is it? Um, how does so? This is the first like full console version yes. quote unquote of a Pokemon. How yeah. does it compare to the previous handheld versions? Uh I mean it's it is so much more vast. Like there are there are areas in there that you go into and it's they're just gigantic and you kind of wander around and the Pokemon kind of uh, are just in the they call them wild areas. And so you walk around in the wild areas and there's just Pokemon like floating around that you can see and you can be like, oh what's that that strange looking Pokemon? And so you see we walk over there and you're like, I'm gonna capture that thing. And so then you you, you initiate a battle with it, that sort of thing. Then there are uh, in that so, wild on, area. So are they not? Are they not like hidden in the grass anymore? Some of them are, but most oh. of them are not. I would say. Like oh. I, I haven't really like if they are hidden in the grass, you can kind of avoid them if you want to. Um, whereas like okay. you'll see like the grass rustling, and you'll be like, oh, that's that's a Pokemon that I, I that's hidden over there. And then uh, and you can avoid that one, or you can just specifically go after those because the like it it might be something that you haven't seen before. Um, mm. Like the, the biggest bonus I see on this one is like, if, if I'm wanting to complete a Pokedex of some sort, it becomes very easy then because it's not random encounters. I can see what's out there and be like, I have never seen that one before. I'm going to go after that one. Or if, you, if everything out there that you is, is one that you've seen, you can be like, Oh, I'm going to go for the one over there. That's like rustling in the bushes that has a chance that it's one that I haven't seen before. So um, does it feel easier? It feels more accessible and and like I, I mean I realize it's a video game so it's not ever gonna feel like real or realistic or any way yeah. but it's like you definitely do get more of that like I'm in the world of Pokemon because you you see them out and about like whereas in the old games it was always like oh yeah I see my character walking around and occasionally you'll encounter like one in a town that's like somebody's uh, somebody's partner Pokemon and you can like talk to them a little bit 
but you other than those like that are in towns you don't ever see them out in the world doing pokemon-esque things but like you know the other day i was watching uh butterfree like go from a, a tree landed on a tree and like flew over to the grass and then flew over to a flower and it's like oh this is really this is this is really cool um i i will say there are some limitations still and i think that it's, it's not limitations based on the power of the console um because breath of the wild exists you know um, but in this game, like there's like pop in, in certain moments, like where it's like, Oh, if you're, uh, Oh, if you look too far away, the Pokemon aren't there, but then you take two steps forward, they pop in, you know, it's like the, their mm. texture like pops in. Um, Interesting. and it's like, it, it's just a, uh, I, like I said, I don't, don't think it's a limitation of the hardware. I think it's probably that game freak doesn't quite understand how to optimize the best possible way for this hardware yet. You know, yeah. it's like it'll get better. And it, even on the 3DS, it's like you look at the first uh, 3DS Pokemon game versus where they ended up with uh, with the last one. And it's like drastically different. Well, so. also, I forgot, like, I forget how long they spent developing this. But wasn't it shorter than the previous games? A lot shorter because they had the uh, they had the remake, the the Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee were was like uh, a year after the uh, the last update on the 3ds games and then this one is like a year or or two after that so it's like it's it's really a short truncated period of time i want to say they put out two games in like three years or four years so it's like it's it's been a relatively quick turnaround yeah for Um, new hardware yeah for like hd you know, like before, you know, on the 3DS, you know, they weren't having to like do any of that kind of stuff. Right, right. So. And, and most of the time, like once they had those, uh, the models, those 3D models for the 3DS and stuff like that, they basically just carried those over from game to game. And that was one of the biggest like contention points of contention that the fans had with this game was that it doesn't include all 900 and change Pokemon that exist forever and always. Um, and so, like, it includes, like, a lot of them, like, 600 of them, but it doesn't include, like, all 900 or whatever of them. And uh, and honestly, I'm fine with that because, you know, sure, there's some of my favorites that are left out, but they've talked about, like, in the uh, the upcoming, like, expansions, they're, uh, like, bringing those back into the game via these other expansions um, rather than what, they, what the Pokemon company typically does is they come out with, like, an updated version of whatever game they've got. Um, and uh, with an, a little additional story on there and more Pokemon. And so rather than doing that, they're just adding uh, DLC expansions and uh, some sort of a season pass, basically, with this game. And so yeah. I- I'm okay with that. You know, it's a little bit cheaper than buying a full game, and you don't have to play another, you know, 60-hour RPG before you get to the new stuff. So When do those come out again? I thought one was soon. Well, one is in the summer, one is in June, oh, and one is in November, spring. I believe. Okay. So, so yeah, like, and and they just did an update, uh, and that's actually what brought me into the game, um, where I was like, oh man, that update sounds really cool. They, uh, updated and and dropped in some, some new Pokemon, like, that they hadn't added before from their, their Pokemon from the past, obviously, but they're new to this game. Um, and the reason that they said, like, they they were very, you know, pretty transparent about the fact that they weren't going to be able to get all of the models done of all 900 and change Pokemon put into this game um before the launch date or whatever and so they were like yeah i don't know maybe at a later date we'll add them maybe we won't um but 
as the generation goes on or as, as the Switch gets in the next Pokemon game, you would assume that like, hey, these HD like 4K-ish models because we will have extracted the data and it's like, oh, these are actually done in 4K now. And so like they, uh, these models that are done in 4K should hopefully translate into the, the upcoming next game and the game after that. And even if there's another Switch or another like Nintendo console, hopefully these HD versions of the, uh, of the Pokemon models will be able to carry over to that. So... Cool, cool, cool. cool. Yeah, I'll, have been, to, I'll have to check it out. Been playing that. I've also been playing a, a game called Valhalla, which is super interesting. It's a uh, it's a cyberpunk bartender simulator <laughs> where you basically uh, mix drinks for uh, for various cyberpunk characters to come in. It's basically a visual novel, and the way that you interact with a visual novel and change the outcomes is you make people drinks, and you can make the drink. They say come in, they say, oh, I want this type of drink, and you have a recipe book, and you look through the recipe book, and you make whatever drink they're thinking of, and if you like get it get it perfect or or do one type of drink they have a certain dialogue tree that goes off in one direction and if you get it wrong or like this other it may go off in a completely opposite direction as far as the dialogue goes so just it's 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 interesting so far i haven't like gotten to the point where it's like shocking or it's like this is a must play or anything but it's definitely one that i'm like i mean i was intrigued by the fact that it's like oh you know you're mixing drinks for people and that's how you interact with the game um and that mechanic is fun and the characters have so far been pretty fun it's just i don't think i've gotten to the point where like any big twists or any like major big things have happened i feel like it's it's all like kind of setting things up to knock them down um in in a later later chapter cool that's awesome what have you been up to this week chris mainly uh more call of duty Warzone, so i won't spend much time on it um the uh we got first place you and i got first place a couple nights this week which was great um and i think you got you got first place in solos i did that was a fun one yeah um i finished the battle pass which was amazing that's awesome yep so you got uh, all the top tier loot all the top tier stuff from the battle pass yeah the new one should start in this coming week, like on Sunday or mm-hmm. Monday or something like that. I think it's Monday. I can't remember. It's sometime in the first early part of the week. So the the current um, Battle Pass season will end. The next one will start. And uh, I don't know. Like, we'll see what, what, what happens. Um, it's been really fun, though. Like, I'm really pumped about um, the updates that they've made, just like with Warzone and then yeah. um, like everything that they've done with that. It's really really cool. That's good. One of the uh, one thing I wanted to uh, mention um, is the if you are on PS4, if you play on PS4, or if you like to play on PS4, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two has been remastered and released exclusively on PS4 for thirty days. It will eventually be on PC and Xbox, but right now it's sitting over there for I think twenty bucks. And if you buy it or pre-order it. Yeah. You get um, some. Uh, you get a ghost. I think it's a demolition expert skin that you can use in uh, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. I feel like um, they, they have so many different versions of the ghost skin right now that it's. Oh, and, and it's awesome though. And it's great, you know. But but at the same time, I'm I like, I'm like, now. what's the next thing? Like, how how far are they going to take this? I feel like now, like you get, you know, how action figures. It used to be like, <laughs> this is electricity, Batman. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, like this is the thing. I think like after this season, I don't think they'll have any more. Like, Makes uh, sense. I mean, uh, honestly, like so, not really any spo- spoilers, but like this game is kind of a, it, like if it, it reboots the franchise, 
but it's also like if it were in the previous franchise, it would be a prequel to that franchise. Gotcha. So like in a, in a second modern warfare, Ghost may show up. So like that's kind of like I you know I think what they're teasing there. Yeah. Um, and so like having you know a fan favorite character. Uh, is really cool and being able to play as him. And now it's like, okay, well, he's, you know, we can play with him in a remastered version of uh, Modern Warfare 2. Right. Which apparently has been has been done and ready to go for, like, years. Yeah. Um, for since, like, 2016. But the uh, they were just wait, waiting for the right time to release it. And uh, I, I'm glad it's standalone and it's 20 bucks. Like, whenever they did Call of Duty... For Modern Warfare, that remaster, that was like an add-in bonus package to the deluxe version of, I mm-hmm. think, Inf- Inf- Infinite Warfare? Yes. And it was that way anyway. for a year, man. For a yeah, that's year. The, and that's literally the only reason I bought that game <laughs> was <laughs> was for the Call of Duty remaster. I mean, that's they knew what they were doing, Chris, cause like, and yeah. that's what they were doing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, all that, I'm just like, I'm just so impressed with, and the fact that they, that, you know, they're doing free map updates. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like Activision is finally kind of like, uh, they've realized, Hey, people don't like all these map packs. It mm-hmm. fractures our, our player base. Like there's just so many quality yeah. of life improvements to this game to where like, I feel like once I buy it, I can opt in to spending more money, but I don't mm-hmm. have to spend more right. money, which is always the feeling that as a consumer, I want to feel right. I mean, I always felt like with uh, with Call of Duty before, whenever I would buy it, and then I would get in there and be like, "Well, th- like I have this game for the next three months until the next map pack comes out, and then it's you got to pay up to keep yeah. keep playing." You know? Oh, and it was always what fifteen bucks a uh, a pack, yeah, four times, yeah. So is that six another sixty dollars over the course of the year, right? And yeah. I may, you know, who knows? I may spend that much on all the battle passes, but I right. don't have to. Right. Well, and then somebody like, you know, right now, like I haven't spent any money on that game at all. Oh, yeah. And I've just been playing the wars on just the uh, battle Royale for completely yeah. free, you know, it's an, and I've, I've looked at some of their, like, uh, their, their things I might, might end up buying. Like there's the, the Tamagunchi, which is like a Tamagotchi that like it, it reacts to your gameplay, that sort of thing. Your player wears it on his watch. Right. And you can evolve it over different, like numerous matches and stuff like that. Anyway, it seems really cool. Um, but like, so I might eventually like buy something in this game, but for now, like I have like gotten so much out of it for free. And that yeah. is, that is ridiculous. If you think about like Activision's past, like all of the history of Activision's like business moves and things like that, it's have always been about like, you know, get get money get money get money yeah. and you know for them to put this out for free it's like it's it's obviously like a a uh, in order to stay competitive with things like Fortnite things like Apex um but at the same time i'm even though those those companies force their hand i'm like i'm happy we're here i'm happy that yeah. they're doing it and it feels great that they're doing that so yeah. um yeah i think it'll be game. interesting to see what they do with like the next game because i mean call of duty's annualized there's no way around it they're always going to do that um, it's, but like when you think about Apex or Fortnite, mm-hmm. those are not annualized. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, so Call of Duty Blackout was the, uh, that was the battle royale for the last Call of Duty. Yep. And I mean, it's, it's still there, but it, you know, they're not, you know, it's not, it's not the main thing. And I, I don't like, I wonder if, if we're on this rhythm where, Hey, the game releases every fall and then the spring we get a new, battle royale interesting you know like 
is that the new new kind of like sequence to keep people engaged? You know, I mean, it's possible. I mean, it, and and if they alternate uh, different developers, obviously, Blackout is drastically different than Warzone. Um, totally. And so you get like a com- almost a completely new, different style that's of battle true. royale. Yeah. Every I year. I thought about that. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a great point. Like, uh, it. <laughs> That's really good, yeah. Because it, that makes it, you know, not feel like, oh man, I'm just like I gotta move to this one now. I just learned right. this map, you know, or whatever. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and then the uh, the other side of that is like, obviously, your purchases and 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 cosmetics don't carry over the way they would in a uh, mm. in a Fortnite. And so like that's like from a consumer mm. level, it's like, I oh, mean, I'm so invested in the uh, in the skins and battle passes and all the things that I've earned in this battle royale. And yeah. now like this new battle royale is out. Now they're gonna probably drop support for this. Um, that's true. Like, I don't know. That kind of like that kind of. I hadn't thought about that. That about that, but that yeah, that kind of discourages um, spending a ton of money on cosmetic items in the store. That you know, say we get to, say the new game comes out in November, yeah, and it's like September. Well, why in the world would I spend twenty, forty <laughs> bucks on cosmetics yeah. in the store if I'm literally going to be playing a diff- whole different game, right? In like a month. Yeah, it's like why buy that last battle pass? Do I really need it? You know, it's like no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna be playing a different game and use. You know, I won't use that skin. That's what I always think with like Fortnite. It's like I I don't mind spending money on those skins or, or even like Apex. I don't mind like you know spending money on a battle pass or something like that because like I'm gonna use this over the course of like the next few months. You know, it's like and I'm gonna get yeah. that enjoyment out of it over the next few months. I and wonder if your like so, your like COD points would carry over. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I mean, it would be great yeah. if the cosmetics just carried over. Yeah, and it's like they're in the Call of Duty's are all roughly in the same similar engines. Not the same, like they're not all the same build because obviously every developer like kind of builds it out in their own way. But they all they all have like share the same kind of DNA. So I wonder how hard it would be to transfer over some of that stuff to whatever the next one is. Yeah. Do you think? What if, okay, what if the next one comes out yeah. and instead of adding a battle royale, royale to that, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare just becomes the battle royale Call of Duty? Mm. Ah, that could be that could be really interesting. Um, or at least, the very least, it could be like the free battle royale. Because like uh, Black, yeah. Blackout, you had to pay for the full game in order to actually yeah, see, play I'm it. I'm not a fan of that. Like paid, I don't know. Nah. For some reason, I think it's just because of Fortnite and Apex. Yeah. Paid battle royale just feels weird. <laughs> it feels strange, right? Because like the idea of a battle royale is like you the number and i guess just the same as any multiplayer game like the number of players is what keeps it alive yeah. and uh and it's like if it's free to play it's like there's there's gonna really be always be at least 100 people who want to play this thing you know at any yeah. given time and so we can always queue for a match and so i don't know man it's it, that would be that would be a, i feel like that would be a misstep to like then go back to a pay for battle royale um but at the same time like if this one just became the thing like you said i've i would be okay with that as long as it had substantial support and updates moving forward and i think yeah. like whenever they decide to like to to suspend updates for this game um at that point, like they'll probably bring out the next thing, and I imagine that that point will be whenever they think they can't get any more like money from it. Um, yeah. If they see like if the next Call of Duty comes out, um, and all of those players from from Warzone just flood over to the next Call of Duty, um, then they might feel better about sunsetting that and bringing in the next battle royale on whatever the the, the next game is. If it's Black Ops, right. whatever, then it's going to be Black Ops. You know, Blackout two or whatever 
It depends on how like how if that actually happens because like right. okay for instance just in our own friend group this is, and this is all anecdotal there's no like they know the numbers I'm sure we right. don't see the numbers but like so in the group that we've been playing with there's a group of um, like four or five of us um, or at least that I've been playing with yeah and out of that group of five people only two of us have the full game yeah and so like if the same people are the only people who buy the full game mm. in this, you know, in the fall. Sure. There's still the majority of players back there, like who are free players playing Warzone. Yeah. Like yeah. it'd be hard, you know, they're not going to come on, come over and just buy the game. I mean, maybe they're hoping that they'll make the transition and just like make the investment or something, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Like if it, if playing Warzone hasn't made you buy this game, mm. I don't see why you would buy the next game. <laughs> the only thing that might is if they paywall it, where it's like, oh, okay, well, we're not going to support uh, Warzone anymore, but we've got this new one that you can pay the whole, full price for. So, I, which would, again, I feel like that's a total mistake and like completely yeah, tone deaf to like that. what's going on in the industry. But, um, but yeah, like that—that that would be the only re- way that you could drag somebody over. Is like, oh man, I really liked Warzone. Well, well, let me do this pay for battle royale that Activision has made. Um, Normally, we'd find out like this. The the crazy thing, I mean, it's this this E three air uh, time period is going to be interesting because normally yeah. what happens is sometime in uh, April or May we find out what the next Call of Duty is going to be, and then they have a trailer reveal and they show it off in uh, at E three. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see how like. When does it get announced? Like, because that's the problem again. Like, it goes back to what you were saying, where it's like, mm-hmm. if they're, you know, they just introduced Warzone and then they're yeah. going to introduce and announce the next game. Like, that just seems insane right. to me. It just, it, it seems too, too soon. It seems like, oh man, you're like essentially, uh, competing with your own news you know it's like yeah. oh well, we just released this free thing that's amazing everyone loves it by the way here's the next game you know it's like it's almost what? like they need like a they need a you know separate call of duty battle royale yeah and then they need the ongoing like campaigns and multiplayer yeah suites. and i mentioned like whenever i initially downloaded this thing i almost wish that they'd done a separate a separate install for Warzone just on its own but again they developed it as a piece of this other game so it's like i just had to download the entire other game so yeah uh, and i mean i just and the campaign so i don't even know like i think i don't even know how much extra it would be because like this is the thing in in Warzone, all those those locations are like assets from the rest of the game mm. um down to like the farmhouses you know yeah, like okay. all, all that stuff like the the that cranes they're either multiplayer maps or they're in the campaign and it's sure you know sure <laughs> yeah i mean so maybe this like literally like you said it just is the uh is the battle royale from here on out because honestly on the on my desktop or my, not my desktop the uh the dashboard the icon literally says call of duty Warzone, yeah. modern warfare and it's like I, I war zone is the biggest I, thing you know <laughs> when i launched it launched it uh, the title screen. It's just yeah. like Call of Duty that says Warzone real big and then yeah. it says Modern, Modern Warfare underneath it. <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, they could very easily not do a Battle Royale with whatever the next one is and this is just their Battle Royale. Um, yeah. And then maybe it advertises for what's going on in the next game or whatever. Oh, if you want, you know, the new multiplayer, here you go. Like, here's the link to the store. Buy uh, the yeah. next Black Ops or whatever. Um, that's the that's the last thing I, I wanted to mention. So... Whenever you talked, we're talking about like different developers doing different things. Made me think of zombies and how Treyarch always does zombies and yeah, um, how like whenever what was it Infinity War did ghosts, they uh, had this weird like alien version of zombies. Yeah, yeah. 
It was a fun um, mode. I never finished it, but it was fun. No. <laughs> I don't know if it was fun. It was okay. Um, there's always like secrets in there. So something that I've noticed in Warzone is there's occasionally there's like random things you can interact with in the world, but they literally don't do anything. Sure. Yeah. You can walk up to and press X like on these radios mm-hmm. or on, you know, some kind of control panel or something and literally nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And like, I wonder if at some point some of that stuff will do something. Hmm. Wouldn't that, that be cool? That'd be super interesting. If you like in the next season, like, oh, well, now whenever you interact with this radar, you can see the people around you for a certain period of time or whatever. Um, it, or what if like, you know, some buttons like open up the dam or like, you know, something. Dude. <laughs> I mean, Levolution. I mean, it's, it's a different franchise, but Levolution, <laughs> yeah. man. From that was Battlefield. Yeah, I mean, and Call of Duty's done stuff like similar before, where it's like halfway through a match, like, oh, here comes the tidal wave, and and uh, you know the tsunami comes in and like oh, wipes I out half the map. Forgot about that. Yeah, or like that. Yeah, what is it? The earthquake happens in that one right. map, and right. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that stuff. That just, stuff just feels like completely out of control yeah it feels it feels kind of like gimmicky where you're like why yeah. for, for i think it was cool back reason? in the day yeah yeah or add cool some cinematic anymore. element to your multiplayer match but at the same time like whenever i'm you know in a in a knockdown drag out gunfight with somebody i would rather finish that gunfight than get interrupted by a tsunami coming in you know it's totally. like oh no yeah if you want to add more cinematic stuff do what titanfall one did oh dude yeah yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, so good. Titanfall one is so good. Titanfall two is good as well. Titanfall one is so good, man. Um, um so that's uh that's it for for what what we've been up to. Um, you want to do a pick of the week? Pick of the week. Pick of the week. All right, John. What's your uh, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week this week is an interview. On a podcast mm. done by Ryan McCaffrey. It's on uh, IGN um, uh, Unlocked. It's their Xbox nice. podcast. And he, uh, he interviews uh, Phil Spencer on there this week. That's awesome. Uh, has about an hour-long conversation with him via, obviously, like everybody's, you know, sheltering in place. So it's like via Skype. And, yeah. uh, but uh, they have a conversation about like the uh, Xbox Series X and, uh, and a lot of, lot of cool stuff in there. A lot of cool like strategy uh, things that he talks about and a lot of like what was his reaction to uh, the PS5 tech spec reveal, that sort of thing. Nice. Um, and in, like there's a lot of really interesting things like just insight into like where is the head of Xbox's headspace at right now. Um, That's cool. And like, you know, kind of he talks about like the, uh, the, the, the that what they're doing this year is like the culmination of things that whenever he took over back in like 2013, that he like had mm. been talking to, you know, Ryan McCaffrey about at that time where he's like, he's like, no, he's like, I want to win the console race. He's like, and it's like for like the last five years, you had to trust me, but you know, it's like <laughs> now we're getting there. Um, so like, there's just interesting things uh, within that interview that I, I really appreciate down to the uh, Ryan kind of like really kind of, um, tries to get him to, to, to like reveal the idea of like, okay, what happens with, if it gets delayed, is it a possibility that it gets delayed? And like, so far that the answer is like, it's, it, it's no. And, uh, and to the point of like, we, they don't have a plan B, uh, at this point. Like if, if something gets delayed manufacturing wise to the point where it's like, okay, well we have to do this. They don't really have a plan for what that necessarily looks like. Yeah. At the least he's not willing to say in an interview, like, you know, that they yeah, have that I mean, plan. No, that's, that's what to say. I don't know. Like, <laughs> That's not the place for something like that. That's like exactly. something that you say on like an investor's earning call or exactly. something like that. You know? Exactly. 
And so, uh, but like going into like, what does that, what does that mean for the games? What does that mean for the console? What does that mean for uh, the, the marketing of, uh, of this console? And how does that make it different without E3 this year and things? So it's just a fascinating interview. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Again, like I said, it's about an hour long, um, but it's, uh, it's, it's, I always enjoy hearing Phil Spencer talk, you know, just in general. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's a fascinating person to, to listen to like, you know, oh, what's the, what's, what are you thinking, you know, yeah. in this, these moments? So anyway, yeah. that's my pick of the week, Chris. What is your pick of the week? All right. So everybody's spending more time inside. And um, because of that, a lot of places who uh, that sell digital movies are putting them on sale. Ooh. So I was going to give you a quick tip of how to find the best movie deals. I dig it. I so dig it. If you're if you're on, you know, your your iPhone or whatever, and you so like this is the thing. I watch most of my movies on my Xbox, so and a lot of them are if I don't buy them, like you can always look at the Xbox sales or whatever. But you can also um, buy movies with movies anywhere on any retailer for, with participating um, uh, pu- publishers, and they'll show up there. So. Right. What I started noticing, though, I'm like, oh, if I go to the Movies Anywhere app on my iPhone and look at deals, all it shows me are the deals available on iOS ah. from the Apple iTunes Store. So if you go to, the, go to the web and go to the Movies Anywhere website and log in and look at the deals, they will show you any movie that's on sale anywhere on any of the participating platforms. Dude, that's so super nice. So I've been bu- finding like five dollar movies from like places like Fandango Now and you know like Amazon Prime yes. and wherever else. Yeah. And then I watch them on my Xbox. That's great. Yeah, so that's, like it all goes to the same place because this movies anywhere. Yeah, and it's like I would never watch a movie on Fandango, Fandango Now. Why would I ever buy a movie there or even look on that site? What's that, really you know, funny whatever. is I've gotten free movies on Fandango Now with like different tickets that I've uh, I've purchased on Fandango. Like where it's like, oh, yeah. with this you get a free movie. You should check and see if they uh, there are movies anywhere if you log in and and uh, connect them. I definitely need to now because it's like, man, I've redeemed those, but I just <laughs> haven't actually ever like tried to like connect it with my movies. In- I didn't know that was an option. That's great. Yeah, totally. So uh, anyway, I mean, I, I bought. I don't know. I watched. I bought and watched. I think Armageddon for five bucks this past week, which was phenomenal. Um, Everest, that movie uh, about Everest, a few, uh, few, maybe a year ago. Um, I don't know. I've just watched a lot of movies um, for super cheap, like basically the same price you would spend to rent them if they're not like on Netflix or something like that. For sure, yeah. Uh, to own them. That's great, man. That's great. So that's my pick of the week. So, so John, your pick of the week was uh, the uh, interview on Podcast Unlocked with uh, Phil Spencer. Yes. And mine is go to Movies Anywhere online and look at the movie deals. On, on like, in your browser, not in on the browser. app. your browser. Correct. All right, John. So our main segment today... Sony announced that The Last of Us Part 2 was going to be delayed indefinitely because of the coronavirus. And so, um, basically, I mean, there's there's so many factors that play into this for sure. It's not just like the, the game isn't done. It's that, mm-hmm. you know, like, they're, they probably, honestly, like, I think I, I was watching, you know, Jason Stryer talk to people about this on Twitter, and his point, main point, which is probably the, the best point, was like, hey... 
I'm sure they ran the numbers, looked at how many sales they were going to miss out on if they didn't get physical copies into stores and yeah. weren't able to. Because I mean, because all the I mean, so many stores, uh, GameStops are closed. Yeah, uh, essential businesses are the only things open in yeah. most places right now. Well, and if you so, pre-order like, things from Amazon, like it's going to come like a week and a half late. You know, most, like, yeah, it's not I mean, essential. Yeah, Amazon. Know? Amazon is prioritizing uh, shipments of like paper towel and toilet paper and. Um, hand sanitizer, soap, that types of th- those types of things over other shipments. So you just kind of look at like the the scope of the <laughs> just the retail landscape right now. Yeah, and yeah. this is just a terrible time to release a game that you know is going to sell millions and millions of copies, and uh, getting them printed, you know, all of it. And and so like you know, I think that you know that's just like the main thing. It's like hey. Physical is still a big part. I mean, we we were talking about last week about how how you know eighty percent of all games are online, but like I'm sure. I mean, even if you lost out of twenty percent on your sales, we're talking sure. millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the, at the same time, so something else that's going on, um, like currently with another game that is actually going ahead and launching is the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, yeah. is having like it w- was going to have issues getting physical copies to specific regions and so they shipped a, a lot of their uh, physical copies way early and so in those regions like in certain regions that actually like okay it made it through to the, to Australia like they're getting that game 9 days early in Australia yeah and like so things Which, like that like is 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 something that like you would want to avoid if you're shipping, you know, your game to a lot of regions to launch all at the same time because once those games are out there it's like oh, how many sale like how many people are like oh I I got spoiled on The Last of Us Part 2 totally. and I don't need to pick it up anymore. You know those yeah, types of it's, things. It's, yeah, cuz it's a huge difference between, you know, a game that is a remake that everyone knows the story of basically. Right. I mean there's a, it's a huge difference between the original and the remake, but Agreed. Not enough to warrant, you know, the, to to be on the level of a Last of Us Part Two spoiler, or something right? Like and that. largely, fans who are who know that they're going to buy like Final Fantasy VII are still going to buy Final Fantasy VII. Whereas, like right. something like a, a, a Last of Us Two has enough of a a uh, cultural impact that like people who, you know. If they get spoiled on it again, they're just not gonna want to buy it anymore. Yeah, um, we're also so. talking about like a huge difference in sales numbers. Like, Correct. I mean. Final Fantasy remake is going to do well, but nothing near the Last of Us Part Two numbers. Right, and like I said, and the cultural impact of of the Last of Us is going to be like huge whenever it actually finally comes out. Whereas the the you know Final Fantasy Seven remake, like Final Fantasy Seven back in the day, had a major like impact on on gaming and and the way things things were back in the day. But like the remake, is that re- is that going to be what pushes the envelope forward? It probably not. Like it's probably not yeah. going to be as big of a deal as the Last of Us Part Two is in say like Game of the Year conversations later this year yeah so do we have a we need to look up there's a quote hmm. do you Hmm. want me to read the quote from naughty dog they have Uh, they released a statement on twitter about the delay sure they say, quote, as you've likely seen, the la- release of Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed. We're sure this news is just as disappointing to you as it is to us. We wanted to reach out to all of you in our community to give you a little more information. The good news is, we're nearly done with the development of The Last of Us Part 2. We are in the midst of fixing our final bugs. However, 
Even with us finishing the game, we are faced with the reality that due to logistics beyond our control, we couldn't launch The Last of Us Part 2 to our satisfaction. We want to make sure that everyone gets to play The Last of Us Part 2 around the same time, ensuring that we're doing everything possible to preserve the best experience for everyone. This meant delaying the game until such a time as we can solve these logistic issues. We were bummed about the decision, but ultimately understood what's best and fair to all of our players. We're hoping that this won't be a long delay, and we'll update you as soon as we have new information to share. Uh, we wish you all, your families and your friends, the best of health. Thank you for being amazing fans and your continued support. Stay, stay safe. Yeah, so uh, the question from here, I think, is um, when does it get delayed to, and does anything else get delayed? I think like the fact that like there's so, they, they in their statement talk about it and taking it at face value like they're so close to being done with it where it's like oh they're you know making the you know getting rid of the final bugs now um, tells me that like okay well this game is probably delayed until such a time as like okay we can now ship things worldwide and people will be able to go to a store and buy those worldwide um, so we're talking about like maybe you know hopefully I, I mean I'm crossing my fingers it's like optimistically like we're like hopefully we're talking in the summer like hopefully we're talking like july august like that type of time frame here um where it's like okay well now everything thing has you know the the world is allowing things to move around again you know where it's like okay we can we can get this going um but then what does that do to other games like like they have another sony has another game launching this year uh ghost of tsushima is launching and i i feel like that one could get delayed because if this one if this one lands where that one was going to come out do they then delay that one to like kind of create that like oh so we don't have basically stealing each other's sales um i don't know man that's that's a fascinating thing of like what does this do down the line is this like a domino effect throughout the rest of the year for sony um up until potentially the launch of uh the playstation 5 or is it like okay well we're just gonna put this out the uh, last of us two out and you know ghost of tsushima will just not get any any more those sales like those sales that were people that would have bought both probably won't buy both anymore and we're just gonna gonna go with it um, I, mean, I think i think i i mean, honestly i th this is my my opinion i think because I mean, we're already talking like last of us part two was coming out in may right um and so like i think we are to the point where anything that was coming out it's a big release that was going to rely a lot on retail physical sales and it's not just a digital download. Something like Gears Tactics, I don't think it's getting delayed. No. You know, that's I mean, it's, it's launching on... only to PC, which is a platform that only really downloads games. So Yeah. And so, but like anything that relies on any kind of like retail presence, I think, dude, I think we're talking fall for all of it. I don't think any of it's coming out. Like it may it may come out, like honestly, even with, with the launch of the, these consoles and just mm. be like, hey, this is a last gen game that is now we're going to make it backwards compatible on the PS five. Yeah. Like, whereas we, we haven't known what's, you know, specifically backwards compatible on PS five, but we know that things will be. So sure. Like they're going to have to make these like really recent games backwards compatible on that console. Yeah. If they're going to still launch it at the same time. And that we makes know sense. Xbox will be largely like, if you think about that, like that just basically takes your launch lineup and stacks it with games that are already, amazing or or will right. probably be amazing because like obviously the last of us 2 hasn't come out yet and we don't know that it's amazing but it, like all like naughty dog has not done a bad game and ever 
Um, so it's you know the idea that like if you if that game launches on day one with a PlayStation Five, I mean that's like a, that makes it for an even better launch lineup. Um, I think yeah. about like something like Breath of the Wild, like Zelda Breath of the Wild launched both on Wii U as well as on Switch the same day. Obviously, Wii U. Did not sell well. It was. It's not a not an, a one to one comparison with the PlayStation Four, which has sold like ridiculously well, a fourth best selling console in history. Um, but it is a, a thing where it's like, oh, well, them launching both of those at the same time like allowed people who wanted the 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 new box, like the Switch, to play what was going to absolutely be the best possible version of that game. Um, and so if, if you buy a PlayStation five on, on, on launch and last of us part two is out, it's like, man, who's not picking that up? Yeah. Um, that's what I think. I think, I think everything gets pushed to fall. Um, and, uh, we'll be back backwards compatible um, Fascinating. and, uh, just kind of like you're over the summer. We're just going to have to deal with, um, you know, things, things not being released whenever they were supposed to, and just yeah. kind of like relying on, you know, it's a great time to go into your back catalog. Right. And it's a good time to like jump into like if you see something on sale that's like, oh, yeah, yeah let me get that. Or if you have Game Pass like on Xbox, like if you have totally. uh, Xbox Game Pass, there is a plethora of things that will uh, occupy your time. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you get you, know, you got your free battle royales and stuff. Um, yep. Ghost of Tsushima, I wanted to look up the, the, the date for that. It was supposed to be it will. It's still on to right now for June 26th. Is its uh, is its launch date, and so my my inclination is that a month from now we're having the same conversation about Ghost of Tsushima, um, where they're going to delay that yeah. indefinitely. Um, totally, you know. So that, yeah, because yeah, that's that's soon enough to where I'm like, ooh, I don't like shipping things uh, around the world is challenging, and if and if we're all we're like still in the midst of this a month out from that that launch is like they're not gonna, there's no way that they're going to be able to get that into the hands of uh, of physical stores enough to for to satisfy. Um, yeah, interesting, man. Interesting. All right. So, uh, that's it for this week. We didn't review Ori this week. I didn't finish it still. So, uh, we'll a see. A lot has if, happened this week, man. Yeah. We'll see if any time in the next week I get a chance to finish it. I'm not even close. I'm still, so, uh, yeah, well, I will talk offline about it. I won't, I won't, uh, <laughs> bother the listeners with it. Um, but, uh, we'll be back next week with your, uh, Entertainment, news, and talk. You can go to, uh, go to f- find us on social. What, what do I say? How do I say that? Why do I like get all weird about this? Recently? I don't know. It's I like, know like I feel like the last the two weeks, it's, it's, maybe it's because we haven't been in the same room recording for so maybe. long that it's just like it's it's not like the, in the air, you know? There's yeah. not like that energy where you're like, you can follow us, find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. On social at Chris Wright two five zero and John Wright seven seven seven, and that's the Target Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. We do. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.